having a great day wearing my bathrobe that I got for Hanukkah. And it's Radio Free Tote Bag, and I'm Arthur. I'm Donovan. I forgot you're a Hanukkah fella. Well, I mean, kind of. My, my parents are messianic <laughs> Hanukkah fellows. Because that's just, they, they cut, your mom came around on Judaism later in life? It's weird. It's, there's such a spiritual journey out of my folks. Uh, it's funny, the other, okay, all right, I'm going to run just a quick rundown for you. I'm going to lay it out. She grows up Southern Baptist. She meets my dad after being married to a Catholic for a while. Uh, she divorces him and then she's with my dad and then they start going to the kingdom hall and they're Jehovah's Witnesses but that's a little too culty for the young family so they like eschew organized religion for a really long time until my mom finds a messianic synagogue up the street so she goes and she becomes a Jew for Jesus and then she's watching these fucking Facebook live streams from an old friend of ours from the Renaissance Festival who's a Presbyterian minister and the other night at dinner she says I think I'm a Presbyterian like you, what? So you're all of them? You're just all of them. That's pretty cool. It's like that cafeteria Catholic idea, except for it's cafeteria all religions. Sure. It's kind of like you know what today? Uh, Zoroastrism. Let's <laughs> uh, well, also also introduced in this week, we have uh, our guest with us, Megan, uh, an ultra PhD <laughs> at right. Meme Witch. On uh, Twitter, IQ of two hundred and twelve. Can't wow. forget. Yeah, could not forget that. Dang, <laughs> important to put at the top. We have a hyper brain genius here with you, folks. Another person who is actually uh, has some expertise in this subject matter, unlike ourselves. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. with my ultra PhD. That's right. It's hard to be. <laughs> Megan, do you want to? Do you want to? Uh, Talk about yourself a little bit to tell the listener who you are. Uh, sure. Let's see. Uh, what do I, what's my deal? Um, I, <laughs> I'm in graduate school right now for clinical psychology. I don't actually have my ultra PhD yet, um, but theoretically I might in a couple of okay. months because I'm, I'm working on my dissertation. And or for right. now, just a regular PhD. Ju- well, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that's coming. Actually, right now we have the ultra PhD, and the one that's actually coming is the regular PhD, hopefully. Okay. Uh, I, I know, see. it's confusing. It's counterintuitive, it's, but... It's kind of like with, like, leather, where, like, the the worst grade is, like, genuine leather. And then you go up and it's just kind of regular leather. And you're like, you think the genuine mm-hmm. would be better than like regular leather. That's, yeah, that's, uh, but it's the opposite. That's, that's the, the genuine, that's the genuine low quality leather lobby created that, uh, that particular <laughs> nomenclature. God damn it. Big shitty leather. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you out? Uh, but so you're, you're getting your PhD. What are you, what are you focusing on uh, with clinical psych? Well, uh, that's a great question. Let's see. Uh, so my clinical interests and my research interests are not totally the same. There's overlap. My, I'm, I'm researching, let's see, how do I say, uh, my, I'm looking at the relationship among political ideology, masculinity, and shame. So that's. Oh, fuck. Yes. <laughs> 
so that so that's sort of the that's the broad overview. The very very you're going to be able one. to you're going to be able to tell people why Mitch McConnell be like that. <laughs> I don't What's know. his whole fucking deal? I think that might be like you might need a theologist for that. Like, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm like specifically looking at some Reddit communities. Like I'm looking at Red Pill. Nice. And and men's rights and the men's liberation form. Shout out to the men's lib, the good guys. <laughs> oh, are are they actually like a? Are they a good one? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're Hell like yeah. they're like looking at men's issues through a feminist lens. So they're so oh, like shit. actual men's issues. Yeah, yeah. It's a real palate cleanser. <laughs> Hell yeah, I like oh. that. Yeah, no, they're great. I actually have come to. Very much appreciate them over my the past two years of reading through the same fucking posts. <laughs> That's what happens in all of all of these communities. It's the same shit every day. <laughs> no, I'm talking about literally the same like 500 posts. Oh, you're using like a sample over thing? and over again. Yeah. 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 It's, oh God. Oh. Yeah. It's it's good. I like it. I recommend everybody do a dissertation at some point in their life. Especially during a pandemic. Real good for mental health. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I I'm sure this isn't this isn't a straightforward question to answer, obviously, but do you have any you know, anything you've found that's stood out to you or stuff Ooh. that you wouldn't expect? Uh, uh yes. Thus far? Yes. 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 Let's see. Uh I, I did a, a ridiculously like complex project, which is why I've spent approximately three years on this. Uh, <laughs> so it's <laughs> in addition to you know ADD and life and but anyway, uh, let's see. I guess when well, I'll start with the thing that I'm working on right now, which is really looking at the the shame stuff, and it's a one of the most um, relevant differences across the three ideological groups is their relationship to uh, like victimhood, how they think of mm. what victimhood is and who is entitled to be it, etc. <laughs> um, and especially with like sexual violence is a big part of the, of the discourse. Um, and so, let's see. So I like recently have been looking at the red pills, uh, their shit with sexual violence, and they have like no mention whatsoever of sexual violence that actually happened. It's always discussing false rape accusations and how they can, oh, yeah, yeah, they're charming. Um, so, so it's. The way that I'm I'm doing my um, project is to do like what are called cognitive affective maps, which are like they're like mind maps. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like concept maps where you have like the little bubbles and they, they connect with each other. Yeah, I think I think I did one of those in like yeah. uh, fourth grade. For yeah, like a project. <laughs> it's it's it was probably very much like that. Um, whatever whatever you did in fourth grade, that's. Yeah. Uh, very I think similar. I did something on sexual <laughs> violence in fourth grade. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, so, so they're 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 like the concept maps with 
affect. So like looking at emotional valence. So whether something is considered like positive or negative, whether they like it or dislike it. Anyway, it's it's actually a really cool framework that I didn't make, but is really dope. There's a bubble that just says women, valence, yes. negative. Yes, <laughs> literally. It's a red bubble, but they have a little offshooting bubble that has have vaginas because they like to have sex with women. Sure. That's the only sure. thing that they like them for, really. Oh, so, um, anyway, uh, why did I explain that part? <laughs> I was just asking if you if you'd uh, found the interesting findings off of it. Oh, uh, yes. So the one time that I saw them talking about sexual violence that actually happened, that they assumed actually happened, um, right. was in reference to like um, a, a situation with immigrants, uh, or like an immigrant uh, um, rape situation. Right. And and so anyway, it was I don't know if you've ever heard the term femo femonationalism. Have you heard of this? Like when Ooh. I don't think so. It, so it's like when um white supremacists and white nationalists love using like women's rights to uh you know, justify uh, you know, restrictive immigration policies and invasions and imperialism, right. etc. Like, you know, Iraq war, Afghan, invading Afghanistan to oh, protect the yeah, women. Oh, like, yeah, the, you know, women are oppressed mm-hmm. in that country, so we have to go topple their government and yeah. destabilize the region and be shitlords for a long Ex- time. Yep, yep. Like, no, no actual care about women in any other situation, except for this one that justifies imperialism. <laughs> Some shit they want to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so it's like... Uh, so my my analysis here is that it's sort of the kind of the inverse of that with the red pill, where they're just like they're hyper anti-feminist. They hate feminists so much. And this um, they're they're using this like immigration, anti-immigration thing. Uh, it, it, anyway, I, uh, I'm going to write it up and it's going to be a lot more. <laughs> no, articulate okay. than this. I know that was that was not exactly a straightforward <laughs> question, <I know. laughs> but I think this is the sort of like uh, anti-feminist version of 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 femo, femo nationalism, where it's like where the anti-feminism is kind of the the road in or the pathway into uh, white supremacy. So I think this mm. is a um, there's sort of some theorizing that like the like the the manosphere communities and the the anti-feminist um <laughs> like the alt right like that that it's uh, the the gateway into the alt right and mm. misogyny is oh, a gateway man. into the alt right and so that's i think this is pretty compelling evidence to support that so nobody do a study on that before i finish it because <laughs> <laughs> dibs have been called <laughs> that's right <laughs> i imagine though i I, I play a game on Reddit, because I, I go on Reddit a decent amount, uh, where if I see, you can usually, like, get a little whiff of MRA types, mm-hmm. like men's rights types, with, like, the language they use. Yeah. And I'll play a game that I'll see if I can call, just, like, based on, like, I bet this person posts in, like, the red pillar, like any of the mm. other really stupid kind of right-wing subreddits. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Uh, as well as, well, back, you know, they had the Donald back then. I know a lot of the more right ones have kind of been shut off. Uh, 
But there's there was so much crossover between it. Like, oh, yeah. you you hear them use the language. You're like, I know exactly what you are. And I feel like it was yep. oftentimes that's exactly what it was. Yep, yep. I've been I've been checking in on the 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 Donald is is now offsite with the oh uh, yeah the yeah, Donald dot win. Yeah, it's Donald dot win. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's real wild right now. They are like ironic that he. Lost. Oh, oh, you wouldn't know it from going to their website, the, the website, not. because there's like a policy against suggesting that he might have lost. There's like, it's just like, <laughs> there's like no doomers allowed, like fuck off loser doomers or whatever. Oh. It's just, it's, it's wild. It's going to be really going to be something in January. That's very cool. It's, it's like a yeah. role play board for an alternate history. Or a trip <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> ideology. Good stuff. We are eating from Wild the trash times. can all the time. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, Megan, we also got to ask you our, our traditional question here, uh, which is asking you about an embarrassing uh, or just maybe goofy dating or relationship experience. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, I, sort of. Uh, I, <laughs> so I, I had a couple of minutes to think of this beforehand. <laughs> so it's it's not, it's probably, I'm sure there are more embarrassing ones. Let's see. But, um, all right. So back in the day when I was dating, uh, I, I okay yeah I met this I was talking to this guy on OkCupid who was a statistician and he was like really funny and charming and I was like already totally prepared to be super smitten with this guy mm-hmm. and I was like brainstorming uh, funny pickup lines <laughs> that I could use on him and I had this like really dope pickup line that I was so excited to use but then I met him and it went awful and it was just mm. like really it was just a really unpleasant date and, oh, no. and it was do you remember just, what the line was? I, I absolutely do <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask him oh shit what was it? how did it go? <laughs> I know the punchline. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can reconstruct the rest of it. See, so he's a statistician, so it's like... Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, are you, are you into... Okay, I'm butchering it already. You, you, into any, you, any, you into any, like, kinky shit or just the standard deviations? Uh, <laughs> right. That's, that's pretty funny, actually. That's fire. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Did he not like it, or was no, he just shitty in general? Because I didn't want to have sex with him. Oh, oh I see. I, know, I was really disappointed. <laughs> you were like, if I use this line, this man is going to fall in love with me, and I don't know if I can risk that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so one out of one dates with the statistician didn't yeah. go didn't go well. It was disappointing. He could have been helpful. that's really what you're trying to do like i think maybe that's where polyamory gets really useful is when you're building like a crack team this is i have let me tell you this is how i found my husband really is 
on Twitter when I was trying to learn how to code for my dissertation. <laughs> and I was losing my mind trying to learn and made a, a desperate call for help to have somebody teach me how to code or at least do it for me. And, uh, and my future husband replied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teach you, uh, teach you sequel, and then the sequel to now is you're married. That's right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know how we became mufos? Please. He started listening to my podcast, and he was oh. my number one podcast fan. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I'm just, I'm dying right now. So, <laughs> intent thinking about this. All right. <laughs> well, we can we can definitely thank you for sharing. We can we can definitely get onto other people's relationship stuff if y'all are ready to answer Absolutely. some questions. Let's go for it. All right, Arthur. What we got? I twenty eight F. Always get the ick. How can I stop ruining my relationship? For anyone not familiar with the term, it's basically when you are dating someone, it's going well, but then suddenly you find yourself grossed out or turned off by them for no obvious reason. I know this has probably happened to everyone, but my problem is it happens every time I'm dating someone. I've been seeing my current boyfriend for about five months now, and it hasn't happened. Uh, Happened with the last one after only three months, despite him being great, and my previous and longest relationship not until about three years in. But I tried to bite the bullet and stayed for years after that since I, quote, still loved him. Big mistake. So the time frame is variable, but so far always happens. Please don't confuse this with just leaving the honeymoon honeymoon phase. This isn't a mere mellowing of excitement slash first argument kind of thing. It's, uh, please don't touch me. And it doesn't pass. Once it's there, it's there. I have a few theories, but I'm not sure how to fix it. One is that maybe I'm not really attracted to the guys I date in the first place. I'm not a gorgeous woman, and the guys who show interest in me are typically not that hot. Despite this fact, I'm attracted to them at first. Maybe this is just some kind of halo effect that wears off with me, uh, wears off leaving me with the ick. I really don't know how to fix that, since I can't exactly just date hotter guys because they don't want to, they don't want me, and tend to be overly self-absorbed anyway. The other is that maybe I'm actually a lesbian. Mm. I know I'm bisexual, but tend to date men because there aren't many openly gay women in my conservative area and my family is homophobic. But I have genuine attraction to men, just not after being with them for a while. I tend to think the same thing would happen with a woman. So yeah, TLDR, I just want to save my relationship from the ick. If anyone can relate and has any tips, I'd love to know. This was posted by Pancake underscore Bunny. Love that term, the ick. I, I heard learned that off of Love Island, like many things. <laughs> you learn many huh. things from Love Island. Huh. And it's, uh, I don't know, I, I had felt it in the past, and it was always very distinct, and I was always like, that's weird, and I always wondered if it happened with other people. Uh, but, like, I don't know, I never kind of figured it out, and then I heard that, and I was like, oh, holy shit, that's that thing that would happen for me. Uh, so mm. I, I feel this. Like, especially when you're really trying to find a relationship Mm -hmm. and dates, just you go on it 
And you get really excited because you're like, oh shit, this time it's the person. But then because I feel like you build up all this excitement, once that wears off, it is not as good a comparison. It's not as exciting. And then that just kind of drops the bottom out from there. And you're like, oh, this is completely unsalvageable. I got to get the fuck out of here. But it's weird. Have you have you guys experienced this? I have not. I, I've, I've yeah. never never had like a revulsion to somebody that I uh, was previously attracted to. Oh no! Maybe it is just me. Maybe it is just I you, and maybe this, this maybe <laughs> you and this other person. I feel I feel like I maybe had some like degree of it. I don't know if I've had necessarily the like. Ugh, don't touch me kind of reaction <laughs> like the revulsion that feels a little bit more it, it sounds like there's an intensity to that but i'm not sure quite quite fits is it right is there i'm i'm curious if you could like pinpoint if there were things that like led up to it or like when you first noticed like if you could, the main right. thing i would the main thing that stood out to me was it would be just out of nowhere. It was mm. the suddenness and like intensity. And for me, it wasn't full on like, Oh God, like this person is disgusting, but it was just like, you would have kind of those romantic attracted kind of like feelings. And all of a sudden that would just be gone. And it was kind of like a, a stomach sort of sensation of just feeling like this isn't right. Mm. And, uh, it's very strange. I will say too, like it happened to me after getting out of a long-term relationship, like three years and uh, mm. really after dating around after that, it was particularly happening. So I, I'd wonder too, like if maybe this person broke up with somebody recently or they have some point of comparison, you know, a, a deeper relationship. And so these, you know, at the beginning when stuff's awkward, I can see how that would push somebody off. Mm. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well, it sounds like, do, hmm, can you think of a time when it was like, uh, when there was that felt revulsion, but maybe there was like an intellectual, like, it, like you, you wanted to be in that relationship, like it was, like was, oh yeah, big time. so like it made sense sort of logically, but there is something, but the, the feeling to it, like that gut feeling I'm into this person was not there. Interesting. I mean, I talked about that too on the show was then finding kind of a balance where it was like, well, I can't fully listen to this feeling because it seems a little bit irrational, uh, but also like, I'm not going to completely disregard it. And I was kind of like, I need to find a balance between that feeling being there, like the positive one. And also like mentally knowing this is a good, like healthy thing I'm getting into. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'd be, I'd be real curious about if there were things that were like, I, I guess I'm, I'm curious about like when you, when it first noticed if there was like, just like, boom, like, I wonder if there are some things that are happening that kind of lead up to it. And then it just like pushes it over the edge or does that make right. sense? Yeah. You yeah. catch her doing a particularly deep scratch of the butthole. She's like walking somewhere and she's like really reaching in there, really digging for it, getting that, getting that itch. And you're just like, it's like starts adding on to the ick meter. I kind of respect that though. <laughs> just going straight for the scratch. Right. Sometimes you got to, sometimes there's no choice. 
<laughs> I'm trying to remember with this. Uh, I, cause yeah, I feel like maybe, and again, this is, this is like several years at this point. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, but it's sometimes I feel like it would be like, maybe I'd notice something about the person that I did not like that I hadn't noticed before mm. and kind of, I don't know if it was multiple of those or one particular thing, but something in there, I just remember feeling like a, a light switched. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll say too, I wasn't in a great mental place then yeah. either. Mm. <laughs> it was definitely part of it. That, it's, that was it sounds like, me. sounds like this partner's kind of there too, because they're talking about all this, all this stuff. They're really down on themselves in terms of their, uh, their physicality and like who they are able to attract. Yeah. Right. Which reads as, uh, as pretty down to me. Yeah. I feel that. And, and the wondering if maybe they're actually a lesbian seems and, and the sort of lack of access to other openly, openly gay women seems that seems like a, a, a real factor there. That could definitely yeah. be a thing. Try dating some women. Yeah. I, yeah. Strong encourage. Yeah. I mean, it sounds it sounds like uh man, that would be real hard to do right now during a pandemic. Yeah, dating and, period. That's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm I'm sort of it's sort of it's sort of striking to me that this is something that I don't really have much of a framework to to help with here i think i would want to do like a i could feel myself doing it with you don i'm sorry i don't know if I, that was donovan who was talking about the egg right? yes okay <laughs> i got the crusty voice arthur has the beautiful voice yes. oh, okay. I, i'm right. i'm mellifluous <laughs> mellifluous he is uh crustical um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that um that really helps i'll try and um put those labels i don't remember the words that you just used i don't even know what they mean i believe they were anyway. mellifluous <laughs> and crustical because uh, um, <laughs> i feel like i want to like just the i'm feeling very compelled to go into like therapist mode and try and understand right. what like that because I'm hearing that there might be this part that comes forward that kicks in and is like trying to do something. Like there's there's a like it's like nope I need to sever this really like there's a function to this part that, to the ick. Right. Mm. Mm. I mean, de- mm-hmm. definitely fear of commitment thing. I feel like tied in back then too. Mm. For me, getting out of a long relationship, mm-hmm. I could kind of see that where it's like. You're putting all of this pressure on yourself to find like the right person. You keep mm. having these failures and that pressure just keeps building up with all of those failures. And mm-hmm. so I feel like when you have more pressure on you like that, at least at least for me, it would be a lot easier to just get kind of turned off somebody because like yeah. you're overthinking it. You're like, oh, God, mm-hmm. they do this. Can I like live? With, you know, should I even be dating people right yeah, now? You're doing the fucking Seinfeld thing of like uh, she's a low talker. I can't date her. She's right. a low talker. <laughs> I, I guess all to say with this, though, that I think a lot of that was, for me, the period of my life I was in and just my mental health not being great at the time. And it sounds like your situation is tough right now. I mean, it's tough in general right now, too. Um, yeah. You know, I just maybe 
put less pressure on yourself with getting out there and dating and not make that something. Cause I know like you want to be with somebody, especially right now, yeah. you know, companionship mm-hmm. is huge, but again, like that kind of like need that's so much fucking pressure on you with that. And I, that would always fuck with me. So I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe it's something similar. Mm-hmm. I immediately thought of the quote, uh, which I have hence learned by is by a writer named Tim Kreider. Uh, it, the full quote reads, if we want the rewards of being loved, we have to submit to the mortifying idea, mortifying ordeal of being known. <laughs> yeah. Horrifying. Yeah, it is. So I think maybe it's the mortifying ordeal of knowing another <laughs> is what creates <laughs> the ick. <laughs> plausible so like you're like uh fucking they they don't like toast like how do you not like toast like it, <laughs> you know like just, it's just like it's it's a mounting of all these different little aspects of a person uh that that add up to like a critical mass of can't can't fuck with you um but then also it, it's it, i think a big part of it is your mental state and where you are and I think you're absolutely right, Donovan. They shouldn't be putting pressure on themselves to today, right now. Um, though, the, like, how do you avoid the ick with this partner? That's what she's looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually am recalling a conversation I had with my my partner recently, where we we talked about the things that were like off putting to each other, and mm. his, his sort of. <laughs> his disgust with me when I'm eating Cheetos or, (laughs) or when I put nutritional yeast on, on this, on the dinner he made me, he's smelling it. um, uh, So I don't know. There's something. And like, there was, I think, uh, um, some, some doubt and like guilt that he had carried for a while by like, with the knowledge of knowing that he was not or always constantly attracted to me and sometimes right. even straight up off, but like when I baby talk, he fucking hates it. When I baby oh, talk, sh- I got a, I got a thing with that. I had asked. I can't handle that shit. I mean, so if, if, if they're with a partner right now, I mean, that could be a good option would be honestly kind of, being open about this potentially mm. or just about yeah. maybe things that bother you. What do they say though? I mean, they're only, they've been together five for five months. Yeah. You know, it might be a little early to be on like full out. Let's talk about what we don't like about each other <laughs> and how to overcome that when you're that early mm. into it like this. But maybe I don't know. just five months seems right to me. I think yeah. Like so, I mean, fucking... you can, you can test the waters. You can, you can dip your toe in. And I feel like that's a really that's a really reasonable litmus test too, right? Like, yeah, true. Relationships, if you're gonna if you're gonna exist in this world, and like with someone, like really with someone, you you gotta be able to talk about tough shit. Right. I think right. uh, you but, put ketchup in your macaroni and cheese. Yeah, it's horrifying. fucking revolting. <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's fucked up. Yeah, can't can't fuck with it. But I, I do think that, like, after we had that conversation, um, and I, I feel more comfortable sharing his 
his hangups about me than mine about his. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. But um, I think there was an element of like relief. Like I think, cause I think some of what can be really hard about that feeling that like ick feeling is sort of the, the, the secondary feelings, the reactions that come to having the ick, right? Like the sort of fear Mm. that, Oh shit, is this, am I going to feel this way forever? The sort of anxiety about like what you do with the ick. Um, and I think, I think sometimes making space for the ick could potentially help it or let it go if it is going to go. Yeah. I feel that. Cause that kind of, you know, if you talk about it, if you open up about it, as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, it's addressed, it's out there as opposed to if it's in your head and they're doing the catch up thing. And every time you're like, <laughs> I'm just going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to make it through. But like the pressure <laughs> keeps building every time you watch him eat that ketchup Mac without saying anything. About it. The phrase ketchup Mac. I don't like that either. Yeah. So I recommend, you know, having a, a, a sit down, just sit them down and say, here's what I find disgusting about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's an official ultra PhD recommendation right there. That's right. <laughs> I, I do have this person, you know, uh, figures this out. Yeah. And I'll say, I think, I think, I mean, I'll, personally, I, I figured it out. And for a while there, it felt like it was just this essential part of me that mm-hmm. really sucked. Um, and so I hope you're able to do that, too. And, uh, you know, find somebody who you who you get on with and you aren't put off by their Mac choices. <laughs> or you are and you can get past it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> All right. Well, here's what we got next. I get wet too fast and feel embarrassed. I, F24, always get easily aroused, whether it's just kissing, leading to foreplay, or even just fantasizing about sex. My ex once pointed it out, not necessarily in a bad way, but it just made me even more self-conscious. Now I'm with this guy, and we're ready to move on to sexual intercourse, but I'm too self-conscious about my body's reaction. Should I try to find a way to minimize my issue or do guys like it? And I should just stop feeling insecure. And it was posted mm. by Josen 27. So often I read things that are like, my ex said something offhanded, uh, <laughs> like six years ago. And now I'm fucked up entirely over it. Yeah. <laughs> I read that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it was, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like, Especially with sex, just shame. Shame is gonna find whatever vehicle it can. You know, it's gonna. Oh yeah. It's gonna. If it wasn't this, it was gonna be something else. Often is the case, but of course, you know, there are. This world is very weird about bodies and sexuality. So. Oh yeah. Well, because you got this thing. And you're like, I don't, uh, I don't know if this bothers guys, mm-hmm. but also like, we're not supposed to talk about this thing. I can't talk openly about this because sure. society tells me it's shameful. And so you're just stuck with, you know, in the fucking spiral about it then. Yep. That sucks. Does. Sorry, you're feeling like that too. Yeah. It's just, you know, in that vulnerable situation to feel that kind of like, you know, embarrassment or like unhappiness with your body, it's going to be fucking awful. 
Uh, but for the record, I, I, you know, I think this is an insecurity thing. I've, I can't imagine if, if somebody's put off by this, don't have sex with <laughs> yeah, that person. Yeah, what suck. Sucks. It's crazy. <laughs> oh like, man, you're excited I, to have sex with me. It sucks. I hate I that. Hate, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that person, that theoretical person. I fucking hate them. And I really don't want you to have sex with them. Oh, yeah. Why don't you just stay dry? <laughs> Anus. I need it dry. Um, yeah. So I feel I you know I don't want to minimize this person's concerns, but I feel yeah. like it's a non-issue. It's just something you gotta you gotta work around. You gotta get past it. Yeah. I'm, I I don't know how how you like. It's hard to it's hard to make something a non-issue without just sort of like. You just kind of get through it. You, you have, you just keep, you, you let yourself go through those uncomfortable and awkward experiences until, until it just doesn't bother you as much, I suppose. Right. But, right. but yeah. It's, it's also just one of those ones that I could see it easy to just kind of focus and like worry Mm -hmm. about leading up to it too. Mm -hmm. I mean, another, I think this is just good with like obsessive kind of thoughts in general Mm -hmm. or anxiety is, is not trying to like, don't give yourself a hard time when you do think about it, but also like just kind of let it go when, like when you realize you're thinking about it, it's just kind of letting go of it. Uh, as opposed to being like, oh, God, I'm feeling like this This is so fucked, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm thinking about this. Because, again, it just makes you feel worse, and then you, you know, tend to spiral on it more. Indeed. It's, it's uh, the minds, man. They, I mean, if they were easy to deal with, I would not have a job. <laughs> <laughs> that but, sounds like a, like a quote for the, for the jacket, <laughs> for the book jacket. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just just like your face, and it says "Mines, man." <laughs> Marketing geniuses over here. Yeah, we out here. I'll say too: a lot of people, myself included, think this is hot. They think yeah, this, this is rules great. Ass. And I I think that's going to be a lot of people. I don't think that's a particularly rare thing. Yeah, I feel like. I can't even imagine a person again who would be put off with by this that you would want to be spending any time with. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of thinking about the inverse, like the the trouble people have with like not getting wet enough, right? And the and the right. insecurity there and, and sort of bodies are just so different and it's actually so cool. It's really cool how different bodies are and the different reactions we have. That's true. And I'm just like I don't know. I I'm I'm feeling myself just getting really worked up and angry about people who get like put off by bullshit like this. I'm 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 like really mad at this theoretical person that <laughs> which, like, <laughs> I need a lot of understandable. <laughs> it just it just sucks and especially, you know, she's describing that it just kind of came out of this comment that yeah. was probably just kind of a side comment. He's like, "Wow, you get really wet." And then he, and and then she's just like years later, she's like, "Oh fuck, I get too wet." It, it seems entirely plausible to me that it was like pointed out as even like a cool thing, although right. it's probably you know, it's hard. I feel like whenever something 
that you haven't realized about yourself gets pointed out to you. There's sort of like automatically uh, this like, ah, you know, uh, even if it's like a cool thing or, or something like that. I feel like there's something about the not knowing it or not having an awareness of it beforehand that just like jars you. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get that. Uh, I, I will identify phrases that people use quite often right mm. they'll that some people will like we got a buddy and he doesn't listen to the program but maybe he'll listen to this one it'll be funny <laughs> our friend zisty always says you know what i mean after he says something he says you know what i mean a lot and i want to point it out to him to be like you say you know what i mean a lot my dude <laughs> he's gonna hate that having it pointed out and then i'm certain that he's gonna have something he's gonna point out some vocal tick that i have and then I'm going to hate that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but how else would you know what he's saying? Yeah. I, yeah. I you gotta, I've, I've, the way I've been addressing it as I've started saying, I do know what you were saying. Yes. <laughs> I do that, too. I can't give him too hard of a time. You know what I mean? This is this is the with with power the power to be really observant and insightful and incisive and see things about other people that they might not see themselves. There's a great responsibility that comes with it. That's true. And you can't yes, just... This is very true. <laughs> I'm honest because I I had this uh, I had like puffy nipples when I was growing mm. up. Sure. And I didn't know as a fucking thing. And like some friend or something commented on it. I'm like 10. And then I had a complex about that, like into college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it took like a partner being like, dude, like that's, it's not a thing. Like I've seen people <laughs> who have, like that, like, you have the most mild case. <laughs> and it finally, eventually kind of wore me down. So I'd stop, uh, you know, saying stuff and feeling, feeling, uh, uh, what's the word? Self-conscious about mm-hmm. it. And even if your nipples looked like Polly Shore could live in them in the <laughs> 1990s film Biodome, <laughs> that would be okay, too. There's nothing to be self-conscious about. Absolutely. Nipples is just nipples. Right. <laughs> People look all kinds of ways. Body parts do all kinds of crazy shit. I talked last episode about having a giant testicle when I was around that Ooh. age, too. Just the one. It's all, you know, it's it's what you're saying, too. When it's revealed out of nowhere, it's it's extra kind of spooky. And I think yeah. kind of the only mm-hmm. move then is just, you know, as you're saying, just kind of pushing through it, mm-hmm. uh, keeping an eye on it, but not putting pressure on yourself, not hating on yourself when you do yeah. you know, have these thoughts. Yeah. Right? See if you can kind of just find a way back into the the moment, into the, the thing you're actually doing. Which you is know? sex. Yeah. Which is pretty great. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Uh, question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Question box, folks. Hey, if you're a listener to the show, if you're a new listener, if your memory chip's not working. We do uh, an anonymous question box where listeners, you listener, can send a question into us. 
Um, we'll read it on the show. If you'd like to send in a question, you can go to rftb.me, uh, click submit your question in the bio or in the little drop down menu, whatever you call it. Our uh, Instagram.com slash Radio Free Tote Bag. It's in the bio there too as well. And this week, not so much of a question, uh, but a comment that I think says really a lot about the time that we're in. I'm just going to go ahead and read it. H8AOY3. HTTP dot dot slash slash. Pills to sale dot com slash. FTR1BNAU88LSQX. Click it. Donovan, click on it. I'm not, I'm not clicking pills click to it. sale, Arthur. Go buy some pills. God. It took me a solid several seconds to, like, I was really trying to work out what the secret code was. Like, what? Like, is this some white supremacist thing that. What uh, kind of listeners do you guys have? <laughs> we just like to communicate to our listeners via codes and, uh, you know, secrets, symbolism. I just activated like 50 listeners right now. That oh, shit. Up some Nando's. Some sleeper right. cells. <laughs> There's super soldiers freaking out nationwide right now. Well, thank you, Pills to Sale. First spam we've got in here. Yeah, nice. that's I pretty feel, cool. I feel honored. Day. I feel like that was me. You're welcome. They were just, yeah, Megan. They were just trying to reach you with some some pills to sale. Well, yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> That's two less than pills for sale. What this color? What color are these pills? I feel like that's. Mm. Are they red? Are they? Are they oh, blue? sure, sure. Are they black? Are they black pilled? I enjoy. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking black pilled, honestly. <laughs> wait, wait. Which one do you mean? Do you mean like the like the nihilist doomer one, or do you mean the incel one? Nihilist doomer. Nihilist doomer. Okay. Nihilist doomer. <laughs> okay, just checking. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Nihilist doomer. All right. Everything's fucked. I get fucked. Oh. <laughs> but everything else is fucked too. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Pills to Sale, the sponsor of this episode. <laughs> and now we have another real question over hey, here. Hey, here it is. You ready? Mm-hmm. Just, just real quick, guys. Does a cock ring go around everything? Oh, I can't. My wife and I, way. my wife and I, started experimenting with toys in bed. We got a new vibrating cock ring, which we are both excited to use. But I'm not sure. Is it supposed to go around my balls, too, or just my shaft? Also, what's the benefit of having it around my balls? Anyone with experience that can help me out? This is posted by Peep Game 9 Inches. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Define everything. Like, around the whole of human experience. Does the cock ring <laughs> go around the totality of our the lived universe. reality? You and your partner got to get real close together. You're going to need a hair dryer to make the cock ring a little more stretchy. Uh, and then you wrap it around the both of you, linking you for eternity. Oh, my uh, God. The graceful light of God. <laughs> dick yeah, and it goes, balls. It goes around. You can put it around the dick and balls. You can put it around just the dick. You can put it around just the balls. You can put it around your thumb for no reason. But you can. You can put it wherever you want. Pretty much. 
I know they make ones that are specifically for the shaft. Right. I think they make ones that are kind of both, too. Yeah, there's the ones that have, like, so it'll be like a little cuff, and then coming off the cuff is a ring, and you put the cuff around the balls and stretches them out, and you put the ring around the shaft, and it's like that. Right. No. So I, I'm I'm sort of, I'm realizing that I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm pretty fucking vanilla, honestly. Uh, so, which, like, that's just, that's, that's who I, I really like vanilla. Vanilla we tastes that. delicious. So I'm, I'm yeah. curious about, like, what is, what is it, what is the mechanism here that, like, what does it do? Does it, like, it adds pressure? Like, what's the... It holds blood in the shaft, so you become engorged, and then you put on the cock ring, and it keeps more of the blood in the shaft, causing a a more turgid erection. That sounds like it. Could, what is is there pain that comes with this? Is that part is, of what you're there, looking for? Sometimes there is if you're doing it right. <laughs> Not necessarily. No, you don't want pain. <laughs> okay. There, there's like different materials and stuff too. Like regular silicone one, I've used it. I can't say it made like a dramatic difference in like right. erection, but it felt it added something to it. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they make like metal ones and shit, and that yeah, starts those are getting spooky. into more BDSM territory, and those are spooky because <laughs> you can't get it off. <laughs> you got to get some bolt cutters. Oh, no. I, I fear them. I fear them. Yeah, I didn't oh. want to try that either. But yeah, I mean, fuck. And look around. Like I said, there's a bunch of different varieties of these. <laughs> there's some that have like a vibrator attached. That's what he's got. Oh, shit. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, if, if, you're, if it's the one I'm thinking of, though, a lot of sex shops sell, where it's just like a limited use one. You can't recharge yeah. it. Right. Uh, a lot, ones like that, I know, just went around the, just around the penis. Right. But, uh, well, you know, if it doesn't doesn't hurt or, like, really cut off blood supply in a bad way, that's all right. Just don't fall asleep with it on. Right. Uh, I read a story about um, a gentleman who used uh, a cock ring, but he was also, like, a a regular meth user. Uh So, like, he and this boyfriend of his, like, he put on the cock ring and then they fucked for, like, like, 11 hours. Wow. And he was wearing the cock ring the entire time and they didn't somehow they didn't notice that his balls had turned black oh no uh, no somewhere in the middle of that and he yeah. had to go to the emergency room and shit so you'll probably i think it's at most an hour with a cock ring now that is yeah. a color you don't want your balls turning <laughs> no if they are not typically that color you do not want them that yeah color. it's also uh uh shoot what's the other thing i was thinking of with this uh, I had another safety thing with this, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> this person's in danger, Arthur. Help! <laughs> uh, you want to? I mean, you could probably keep, you know, like safety scissors on hand in case mm. you got to cut the thing yeah. off. Probably want that. Um, definitely so. I know <laughs> that's the issue with the metal ones, but that stuff can happen with the silicone stuff too. And you can get the right. surgeon scissors that are blunt at the tip. Yep. Boom! Good thing to keep around. Did you, yep. could you burn it off? Oh, <laughs> you don't want to do that, but maybe you could. Oh, okay. I was just checking. <laughs> it's good to ask these questions, though. Asking the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> That's what I'm here this, for. 
this person listens to our episode and they're like, well, they didn't say I couldn't. Burn <laughs> my blowtorch. Let's burn it off. Let's fucking do it. I had a plasma right. cutter out in the shed. You want to <laughs> use the cock ring? Be cool with it. Oh, be careful with drinking and using it. That was oh, the sure. thing. Yeah. More risk of passing out. Yeah. yeah. I just, I heard that was, that was not a great idea. Okay. New question. I need help with my boyfriend's sexomnia. 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 This is news to me. Okay. Partial story time slash advice needed. So last night, my boyfriend of about a month was staying over. We were both laying in bed spooning. No. He was asleep, and I was on my phone. All of a sudden, he grabbed me by my hips and started pulling me closer, almost forcibly. I was definitely caught off guard, but I was okay with it because I was feeling kind of horny anyway. He proceeded to finger me, and then he started taking off his pants. He climbed on top of me, and we started having sex as usual. But something was off. He seemed more assertive than he regularly is. I like it pretty rough, so I was down for it, but I could tell that his demeanor was off. He was definitely super turned on, and he was moaning and grunting a lot. We ended up only having sex for about two minutes before he climaxed, and then he got up without a noise and came back with a towel, laid down, and said, Sorry, baby. I said, No, I'm okay. That was nice. He smiled, and we fell back asleep. Really didn't think that much of it, even though I knew it was a little different than the sex we usually have. Then this morning, after we woke up and were talking, he said to me, Oh, hey, I forgot to tell you this, but I need you to know something. I was nervous, but I said, okay, what's up? And he basically said that he has a condition where he has sex during his sleep. Sometimes he's aware of it, and other times he's not. I was admittedly surprised. I'd never heard of this before. I asked him if it had happened last night, and he said yes. He told me that he was unaware until he finished, that it was real and not just a dream. I was definitely concerned, but he assured me that it was okay, and that he didn't want me to be scared, he just wanted me to be aware. I asked if I should stop him during or anything like that, and he said only if I'm uncomfortable or not enjoying it. I said okay, and he seemed more relieved. After he left for work, I looked it up online to find out more about it. Indeed, his exact characteristics during sex last night matched the characteristics of someone experiencing sexomnia. He was assertive, had a glazed-over look in his eyes, engaged in varying sexual acts, etc., I was wondering, do any of you have sexomnia? And is it something you struggle with? How do you and your partners deal with it? Any input will help. And uh, it was posted by the Sav Devil. There's also an edit. Uh, My boyfriend has been diagnosed with this disorder for a long time, but I was asked to make that disclaimer before anyone continues reading. Also, I was consenting to the sex we had just so everyone is aware. Megan, is this real? I mean... I would assume it's real. I don't know why it seems entirely plausible to me. I don't know anybody with it, but uh, all sorts of things have happened during sleep. So mm. this, this seems within, within the range. When I was a kid, I was maybe eight. My sister's probably like three. One of my sisters. Uh-oh. I'm in the middle of, middle of the night. I'm playing like Lego Island on Game Boy Advance. Uh, the game that would later drive me to destroy my Game Boy. Oh, no. I'm laying in bed playing. All of a sudden, my sister bursts into the door, 
whips her pants down and just starts pissing onto the floor oh, no. with like the glazed look staring into the distance. And I was fucking horrified. Yeah. And I got up and I was like, what the fuck? And like trying to talk to her. And she was just completely unresponsive staring into the distance. Pete. I had to go get my parents and all that. And then she woke up, like fully oh, woke no. up standing up and was like freaking out. It was wild. Yeah. That's spooky. Sure. That's imagine spooky imagine sure. waking up in the middle of the night being on the floor. Pretty disorienting no, shit. I uh, know. I wasn't allowed to talk about that story for a long time. Oh no! <laughs> how would how would she feel about you uh, talking about it on podcast? Oh, she knows. She knows now. Oh, okay, it's a cl- it's a classic family story at this point. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, like full fucking getting up, walking around movement. Like sleepwalking is a thing. That's definitely the most like full on <laughs> sleepwalking I've ever encountered. Yeah. I talk in my sleep. Sometimes I move around. Me too. Yeah. That partner sat like kick in my sleep and stuff. I'm told that when I was a wee beeb, when I was a, a younger person, <laughs> I would sleepwalk. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know if did I you, do it now. Did you do anything cool? Uh, not, not that anyone told me about. Oh, damn. Boo. Boo. <laughs> I, I definitely don't do anything in my sleep. I'd snore. I snore hard. I snore so bad. I got that old apnea. I need to get a fucking robot mask for my head. Yeah. yeah. My dad's got one of those, and he's bald, and I walked into him in the middle of the night, and it looked like Bane in the dark. <laughs> All right, but this is... So I, I guess none of us have direct experience with the sexomnia thing. My initial you- thought was that this is fake as shit. I was like, your boyfriend just like fucked oh. the shit out of you and was being a weird ass about it. That's I, mean, that's, I had kind of that gut reaction too, but I mean, it seems pretty legit. Yeah, no. You know, he's being open and direct about it. It's not like, you know, yeah. he was pushy about sex and was like, oh, I just have like sexomnia. My advice for him is fucking let people, like if you're going to sleep next to somebody, let yeah. them know that you're going to try to fuck them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Before you sleep next to them and then try to fuck them. Yeah. yeah. That does seem. Yeah, I would be, I guess the the... That, in addition to, I guess the the question would be, happen. They say no. Like I don't know if that's that's something that that they've talked about. Like, right? I don't know if there's might back to that. I would sounds like probably it wouldn't. Seems like there's some degree of responsiveness, but. I guess that's yeah. that seems like a worthwhile thing to uh talk through is like um are you able to like acknowledge when I'm saying no? Yeah, because can you, that, can you take the L? Yeah, because that that's <laughs> sort of like that's a very sort of dissociative state, right? So like yeah. uh you know, this this is this is like not a a conscious uh, awareness thing where where like your typical personality would not sort of that's that's not your typical personality there. So right. That seems worth talking through. Um yeah. I I mean I personally my my partner and I have have separate rooms <laughs> because I I love not sleeping next to someone. Sure. <laughs> I feel it. And I am lucky enough to live in a place where it's cheap enough for us to have two bedrooms. So 
this is this is the way I'm going to go for the rest of my life if I can <laughs> if I can manage that. Um, but that seems worthwhile if if there's I don't know if there's a way to figure out sleeping arrangements if there are times when you're not interested in being like interrupted in the middle of the night. Right, sure. By your, your horny zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a very good idea. And like really getting into the weeds on like all the details of this mm-hmm. with him and just making sure you've got all your concerns out there. It's, it says you're saying here he was diagnosed, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he's got, you know, a, a doctor and all this mm-hmm. with kind of experience with his case. Maybe he could put you in touch with them or something just for yeah. like more info on it. Cause this, I can, uh, this would like concern me. This would definitely make me anxious. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also fucking remembering now I've kind of done this. What? We're like middle. You're falling. It's falling asleep with my partner. And like, I'm, I get into this half asleep state sometimes where it's like, I'm, I can move around and stuff and I'm like seeing things, but like also there's kind of a dream overlay to it. It's really mm-hmm. fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, definitely like started making out and stuff with a, with a partner when kind of in that state. But it was also like, if you were to be like, Hey, and like really get my attention, I would yeah. just kind of come back to full consciousness. Yeah. So maybe it's that weird in between mm-hmm. possibly too. Yeah. There's probably all sorts of like degrees to this. And I guess, like really talking through strategies of like, do you keep a glass of water by the bed and just <laughs> mm-hmm. throw it right. on his face? If he's not like, you know, I don't know that the getting into the nitty gritty of the strategies for dealing with it. If you're not in the mood seems really useful. And if you're both down with this, like I could see this being really some people being really really into this i could see this being a huge turn on for you know like if 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 both people are well i don't know if the framework of consent really works for the person who is asleep yeah you'd have to give like blanket consent for hey if i'm asleep and trying to bone you like let's fucking rock and roll yeah like if he if yeah I guess just figure out what you're what you're all comfortable with and 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 where you're not and figure out strategies for how to deal with where you're not because this is not like it's not it seems unlikely that that reason will be easily accessible right, when he's sure. in this state higher higher order mm-hmm. <laughs> like. I've started saying like the whole the beginning of the Gettysburg address when I'm asleep <laughs> and I am not in fact Abe Lincoln did you what is Gettysburg Gettysburg's address? The, it was the four score and seven no, years no, ago. You said address, or you didn't say Gettysburg address. You said Gettysburg address, <laughs> which is like two two nine Gettysburg Street. Arthur, don't cyber bully me. On my <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Everyone knows I have a weird voice. I say bagel. I got a oh, no. lot of things. You know, it just comes with the Donovan territory. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do know what uh, you mean. <laughs> well, shit, Sav Devil. Good luck out there with this uh, sexomnia situation. 
get the boundaries set down, get the fire extinguisher, glass of water, <laughs> whatever you, whatever it takes. <laughs> so you got the eject button for this. But, uh, yeah. Spray like bottle saying, for the cat. Y'all are both into this and cool with it. That it could just be Rock a good on. Yeah. Well, folks, we've we've come to the end of the program. We're here. We've arrived. Oh, shit. Oh, Whoa. Shit. Woo. We did it. Thank you again to Megan for coming on here. It was great talking with you. Aw. I had a blast. That's Hell what we yeah. like to hear. <laughs> uh, do you have do you have anything you want to plug or where people can find you on Twitter, that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, I guess I could. Let's see. What what do I do online? Uh, I'm uh, at meme witch vvitch. It's it's uh, the two <laughs> two V's after the incredibly devastating movie The Witch. I, I'll plug that great movie. <laughs> Fantastic. Good flick. Um, let's see. I have I have a dormant podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, I believe. Did I mention that before mm-hmm. or after recording? We talked question. about it. Wow. Yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> you got a podcast, though. What, what is it? Where can people find it? it it's called Naughty by Nurture. Uh, and it can, you can find it on, on Twitter at NBNCast. And like I said, it's dormant. We haven't recorded for a few years. And... Hopefully, once I finish my dissertation, so hopefully we'll resurrect it in a couple of months. Uh, we'll have to. We'll have to have the whole crew on. Y'all oh can gosh. come over and. <laughs> oh gosh, a mashup that would be so good. Yeah, yeah. we can talk about more sex somnia. Oh gosh, I am not an expert. That is way outside of my my uh, my expertise area, but um. <laughs> So we talk about other other shit, like sort of more. I don't know. We've got we've got something like six episodes. <laughs> we're we're prolific, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, theoretically, it's good. It's how I got my husband. So um, there you go. Yeah, the podcast that made a marriage. That's right. <laughs> um, that's it. We'll be that. We'll be that when Donovan finally breaks down. Oh, uh, you got you got to check your. Do you have SoundCloud? You got to check your SoundCloud stats. Figure out who that number one is. That. Oh yeah, interesting. That is your soulmate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe ours is in Denmark. Yeah, it's somebody from Denmark. Oh, shit, yeah. we're big in Denmark apparently. Oh, one twenty. Don't you kind of want? Don't you want the Denmark citizenship? I'm getting Irish citizenship. No shit. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good for you. According to Star well, Trek, Irish unification happens in 2024. So look oh forward to shit. that. Oh, shit. Let's boogie. I heard about that. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Brexit, somehow. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro song is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find them at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or on Spotify. Three words, the Hayfellows. I had a weird thought today at work uh, that if you mispronounce limerick as lamerick, then you could, that's like a whole new genre of poems. It's just like a lame limerick. So it would be <laughs> right. like, wow. 
There once was a man from Nantucket. He got a lollipop so that he could suck it. <laughs> uh, that sure is. That's uh, a limerick. That's a lamerick. Uh, uh, problematic. All right. <laughs> All right. I love you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey.